0: Hi, uh, this is the fifth episode of the Storytelling Podcast and today I will be telling you a story called The Tunnel by uh, Ruskin Bond. It's one of my favorite stories again and evokes a sense of nostalgia whenever I read it. So hope you enjoy it as well. The Tunnel It was almost noon and the jungle was very still, very silent. Heat waves shimmered along the railway embankment where it cut a path through the tall evergreen trees. The railway lines were two straight black serpents disappearing into the tunnel in the hillside. Suraj stood near the cutting, waiting for the midday train. It wasn't a station and he wasn't catching a train. He was waiting so that he could watch the steam engine come roaring out of the tunnel. He had cycled out of there and had taken the jungle path until he had come to a small village. He had left the cycle there and walked over a low scrub-covered hill and down to the tunnel exit. Now he looked up. He had heard in the distance the shrill whistle of the engine. He couldn't see anything because the train was approaching from the other side of the hill. But presently a sound like distant thunder issued from the tunnel and he knew the train was coming through. A second or two later, A steam engine shot out of the tunnel, snorting and puffing like some green, black and gold dragon, some beautiful monster out of Suraj's dreams. Showering sparks left and right, it roared a challenge to the jungle. Instinctively, Suraj stepped back a few paces. Waves of hot steam struck him in the face. Even the trees seemed to flinch from the noise and heat. And then the train had gone leaving only a plume of smoke to drift lazily over the tall shisham trees. The jungle was still again. No one moved. Suraj turned from his contemplation of the drifting smoke and began walking along the embankment towards the tunnel. The tunnel grew darker as he further walked into it. When he had gone about 20 yards, it became pitch black. Suraj had to turn and look back at the opening to reassure himself that there was still daylight outside. Ahead of him, the tunnel's other opening was just a small round circle of light. The tunnel was still full of smoke from the train, but it would be several hours before another train came through. Till then, the cutting belonged to the jungle again. Suraj didn't stop because there was nothing to do in the tunnel and nothing to see. He had simply wanted to walk through so that he would know what the inside of the tunnel actually looked like The walls were damp and sticky. A bat flew past. A lizard scuttled between the lines. Coming straight from the darkness into the light, Suraj was dazzled by the sudden glare and put a hand up to shade his eyes. He looked up at the tree-covered hillside and thought he saw something moving between the trees. It was just a flash of orange and gold and a long swishing tail. It was there between the trees for a second or two and then it was gone. About 15 meters from the entrance to the tunnel stood the watchman's hut. Marigolds grew in front of the hut, and at the back there was a small vegetable patch. It was the watchman's duty to inspect the tunnel and keep it clear of obstacles. Every day, before the train came through, he would walk through the length of the tunnel. If all was well, he would return to his hut and take a nap. If something was wrong, he would walk back up the line and wave a red flag and the engine driver would slow down. At night, the watchman lit an oil lamp and made a similar inspection of the tunnel. Of course, he would not stop the train if there was a porcupine on the line. But if there was any danger to the train, he would go back up the line and wave his lamp at the approaching engine. If all was well, he would hang his lamp at the door of his hut and go to sleep. He was just settling down on his cot for an afternoon nap when he saw the boy emerge from the tunnel. He waited until Suraj was only a meter or so away and then said, Welcome, welcome. I don't often have visitors. Sit down for a while and tell me why you are inspecting my tunnel. Is it your tunnel? asked Suraj. It is, said the watchman. It is truly my tunnel since no one else will have anything to do with it. I have only lent it to the government. Suraj sat down on the edge of the cot. I wanted to see the train come through, he said. And then, when it had gone, I thought I would walk through the tunnel. And what did you find in it? Nothing. It was very dark, but when I came out, I thought I saw an animal up on the hill, but I'm not sure. It moved off very quickly. It was a leopard you saw, said the watchman. My leopard. Do you own a leopard too? I do. And do you lend it to the government? I do not. Is it dangerous? No, it's a leopard that minds its own business. It comes to this range for a few days every month. Have you been here a long time? Asked Suraj. Many years. My name is Sundar Singh. My name is Suraj. There is one train during the day and there is one train during the night. Have you seen the night whale come through the tunnel? No. What time does it come? About 9 o'clock if it isn't late. You could come and sit here with me if you like. And after it has gone, instead of going to sleep, I'll take you home. I'll ask my parents, said Suraj. Will it be safe? Of course, it's safer in the jungle than in the town. Nothing happens to me out here. But last month, when I went into the town, I was almost run over by a bus. Sundar Singh yawned and stretched himself out on the cot. And now I'm going to take a nap, my friend. It's too hot to be up and about in the afternoon. Everyone goes to sleep in the afternoon, complained Suraj. My father lies down as soon as he had had his lunch. Well, the animals also rest in the heat of the day. It's only the tribe of boys who cannot or will not rest. Sunda Singh placed a large banana leaf over his face to keep away the flies and was soon snoring gently. Suraj stood up, looking up and down the railway tracks. Then he began walking back to the village. The following evening, towards dusk, as the flying foxes swooped silently out of the trees, Suraj made his way to the watchman's hut. It had been a long, hot day, but now the earth was cooling, and a light breeze was moving through the trees. It carried with it the scent of, of mango blossoms, the promise of rain. Sunda Singh was waiting for Suraj. He had watered his small garden, and the flowers looked cool and fresh. A kettle was boiling on a small oil stove. I'm making tea, he said. There's nothing like a glass of hot tea while waiting for a train. They drank their tea, listening to the sharp notes of the tailor bird and the noisy chatter of the seven sisters. As the brief twilight faded, most of the birds fell silent. Sundar Singh lit his oil lamp and said it was time for him to inspect the tunnel. He moved off towards the tunnel while Suraj sat on the cot, sipping his tea. In the dark, the trees seemed to move closer to him. And the nightlife of the forest was conveyed on the breeze. The sharp call of a barking deer, the cry of a fox, the quaint tonk-tonk of a nightjar. There were some sounds that Suraj didn't recognize. Sounds that came from the trees, creakings and whisperings as though the trees were coming to life, stretching their limbs in the dark, shifting a little, flexing their fingers. Sunda Singh stood inside the tunnel, trimming his lamp. The night sounds were familiar to him, and he had not given them much thought. But something else, a padded footfall, a rustle of dry leaves, made him stand still for a few seconds, peering into the darkness. Then humming softly to himself, he returned to where Suraj was waiting. Ten minutes remained for the night mail to arrive. As Sundar Singh sat down on the cot beside Suraj, a new sound reached both of them quite distinctly. A rhythmic sawing sound, as of someone cutting through the branch of a tree. What's that? It's the leopard, said Sundar Singh. I think it's in the tunnel. The train will soon be here, said Suraj. Yes, my friend, and if you don't drive the leopard out of the tunnel, it will be run over and killed. I can't let that happen. But won't it attack us if we try to drive it out?" asked Suraj, beginning to share the watchman's concern. Not this leopard. It knows me well. We have been with each other so many times. It has a weakness for goats and stray dogs. But it will not harm us. Even so, I will take my axe with me. You stay here, Suraj. No, I am coming with you. It will be better than sitting here alone in the dark. All right, but stay close behind me. And remember, there is nothing to fear. Raising his lamp, Sundar Singh advanced to the tunnel, shouting at the top of his voice to try and scare away the animal. Suraj followed close behind, but he found he was unable to do any shouting. His throat was quite dry. They had gone about 20 paces into the tunnel when the light from the lamp fell upon the leopard. It was crouching between the tracks only 5 meters away from them. It was not a very big leopard, but it looked lithe and sinewy. Bearing its teeth and snarling, it went down on its belly, tail twitching. Suraj and sundar Singh both shouted together. Their voices rang through the tunnel, and the leopard, uncertain as to how many terrifying humans were there in the tunnel with him, turned swiftly and disappeared into the darkness. To make sure that he had gone, sundar Singh and Suraj walked the length of the tunnel. When they returned to the entrance, the rails were beginning to hum. They knew the train was coming. Suraj put his hand on one of the rails and felt its tremor. He heard the distant rumble of the train, and then the engine came around the bend, hissing at them. Scattering sparks into the darkness, defying the jungle as it roared through the steep sides of the cutting. It charged straight at the tunnel and into it, thundering past Suraj like the beautiful dragon of his dreams. And when it had gone, the silence returned and the forest seemed to breathe, to live again. Only the rails still trembled with the passing of the train. They trembled again to the passing of the same train almost a week later, when Suraj and his father were both traveling in it. Suraj's father was scribbling in a notebook, doing his accounts. Suraj sat on an open window, staring out at the darkness. His father was going to Delhi on a business trip, and had decided to take the boy along. I don't know where he gets to most of the time, he had complained. I think it's time to be, he learned something about my business. The night mail rushed to the forest with its hundreds of passengers. The carriage wheels beat out a steady rhythm of the rails. Tiny flickering lights came and went as they passed small villages on the fringe of the jungle. Suraj heard the rumble as the train passed over a small bridge. It was too dark to see the hut near the cutting. But he knew they must be approaching the tunnel. He strained his eyes, looking out into the night. And then, just as the engine let out a shrill whistle, Suraj saw the lamp. He couldn't see Sundar Singh, but he saw the lamp. And he knew that his friend was out there. The train went into the tunnel and out again. It left the jungle behind and thundered across the endless plains. Suraj stared out at the darkness, thinking of the lonely cutting in the forest and the watchman with the lamp who would always remain a firefly for those travelling thousands as he lit up the darkness for steam engines and leopards.